This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. I think I'm awake. Well, I'm obviously awake because I'm speaking, or is this a dream? Hmm. I guess we'll figure that out. Boomsies! said thank you to Small Town Strip Club lately. They're the band that provides this. Give them a listen on uh, wherever you stream music. So I use Spotify to listen to my music. And I still have songs on iTunes. Or is it Apple Music now? And I cherish those ones because whenever they come on, I tell the kids, I paid money for this song. They used to be 99 cents, then they went to like $1.29. So I cherish those last songs that I paid for individually. And oh, it was <laughs> it was a wild time in the, the Toolsy house. What songs do we have here? Oh, the last of the paid fours. We're going to do documentaries on this. The last music you paid for. I have uh, Amarillo by Morning, George Strait. I paid money for that. Good song. Don't Cry for Me, Argentina. It's a banger. If you haven't listened, give it a listen. ASAP Rocky, problems. Yeah, we got problems. Lil Wayne, Lollipop, Lil Wayne, Love Me. We're all over the map with those paid music songs. Lil Wayne. He knows how to put out a hit. So do we here on Boomsies. Still going strong in episode 53. No brainer who this one's named after. Jeff Skinner. Skinner! The pride of Markham, Ontario. I looked it up. 
There are no butcher shops in Markham that play off of ham being in the city's name. Very disappointed in this. You've got Mark and ham. So if I was in the butcher business and I lived in Markham, I'd name my butcher shop Mark Your Ham or Mark My Ham. Mark, comma, ham is on the table. That's all I came up with. People are coming to your shop buying t-shirts. Mark, ham is on the table. You can get other meats. Can you get, yeah, you can get ham at a butcher shop. They just don't cut it like steaks. Give me a steak cut of your ham there, Mark. My name's not Mark. Well, it's on the sign. Skinner. Skinner! I used to yell that during the highlights. Skinner, always yelled by Superintendent Chalmers on The Simpsons. Who is voiced by Hank Azaria. I think I've discussed this before. Went to a table read of The Simpsons when we worked at Fox. One of the greatest moments of my uh, broadcast life. Got invited, so they bring you in, and there's a big conference table. It's empty. You get there. All the scripts are sitting out for the voice actors. And you get to watch them do the table read for the first time. So you all sit around the wall with your backs against the wall in seats with your own script. Matt Groening drew a picture of Homer for me. After it, I've still got it. I left that table read script in the sun, though, so it's faded. But I still got it. So at the last second, say it starts at 11 a.m., at the last second, the voice actors all come in, and then they just launch into it. The only person not there was Hank Azaria. He was on conference call. And you realize while you're sitting there watching them, you're like, is this real life? I'm seeing Homer Simpson in the flesh. A lot of laughs during the table read. And you didn't, you wouldn't think you'd be able to carry it that well while you're on speakerphone. But Hank, true professional, just like Skinner. Jeff Skinner approaching 900 games in the NHL. 587 points. Forgot to check if he got any points last night because I was going to update this this morning. Denny, no do that. Denny got lazy and also forgot. So the Sabres won in overtime. Um, Oh, Skinner got an assist. So he's at 588 points. There you go. And the Sabres picked up a win. He's playing at just he's playing at over a point a game this season in Buffalo. So it left me to do some research along with Z Money and producer Tim. I'm like, guys, we're at the halfway point of the season. Some teams are over the halfway point. And a lot of people are putting up career numbers. Skinner 
already has 45 points. His career high 63. He's going to shatter that. It's very odd. So Skinner's career high in points is 63. He's done it four times. Landed directly on the number four times. 63 is his lucky number. Connor McDavid's at 88 points. Career high, 123 last year. He's going to shatter that. Zach Hyman's at 56 points. His career high was 54. Halfway point of the season, he's passed his career high. Willie Nylander on pace for 90 some odd points. His career best is 80. David Pasternak may get 60 goals this season. Career high is 48. He's at 36 in 46 games. 36 goals in 46 games. The other ones, uh, Tage Thompson in Buffalo. Bo Horvat in Vancouver, one goal shy of his career high. Josh Morrissey's having a career year in Winnipeg. It's the career it's the year of the career year. Small sample size, but you get the song I'm singing. You know the tune. You can hum along. I'm bad for that too. Even those purchase songs on my Apple Music. I'm one of those I know every like 10th word. And I'll sing that out. <laughs> um, my daughter wanted to hear uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And we put that on the other day. And I messed up the lyrics to that. My oldest daughter, Sydney, turned to me and she said, Did, did you say Misty? I'm like... Yeah, that was the lyric. They had to change it to Misty was <laughs> Misty was too controversial. She goes, "No, they did." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Look out the window. Continue to do what you were doing, looking out the window. And whenever the kids are in in the car and they've got their uh, which I always call earpods, which is a very old person thing to say. AirPods, they're AirPods. And there's TikToks about parents calling them earpods. So, hey, we're old. We had earpods. We had earphones that you couldn't lose because they were on a string. And guess what? People are finding that those were much more reliable because you don't have to charge them. They're charged, there's no charge. But when you're driving along, how many times did a song come on the radio when you're a kid or a teenager and you're in your own little world and you pretend you're in a music video? We've all done it. Mouthing the words, picturing the music video, rain coming down the window. I always imagine my kids are doing that same thing. Uh, please make this drive end. This guy doesn't even know the words to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, no songs were sung Friday night in Toronto. At the event I went to. It was a performer, but not a music performer. Joined good friends, Jay Onright, Dunner, and Gavin. For a night out to see Tom Green. 
in the flesh. Kept looking up. I'm like, hey, that's it's Tom Green. Uh, we had a nice dinner before. Now, I wanted to get your take on this. We had a, a group text going, Dunner, Jay, and I. So like, yeah, let's let's have dinner before, make a night of it. And Jay's like, well, I'm going to have to join you guys after dinner, but where are you going to go? And I said, I have one request. I want meat on the menu. I want a steak. So they both live in Toronto, so they know the restaurants. Yeah, I don't. So they said, oh, there's a great pad thai place. And I'm thinking, hmm, that doesn't sound like steak. Ah, oh, they'll forget they said that. Then the, the conversation died off. And then Friday morning, I say, okay, guys, where are we meeting? Dunner's like, that pad thai place. I look it up and no steak on the menu. One request, not fulfilled. So I, I pulled the... I uh, threw it an audible. I'm like, guys, not doing that. We're going where there's steak. So we went to Earl's. How was the steak? It was a steak. It filled my steak needs. When you uh, live in a house where 90% of the meals are vegetarian, sometimes you just need that cow in your belly. <laughs> there. Not even nothing resembling a steak on that Thai menu. And when you've you've got a hankering for some steak, I wanted to be a team player, but I knew if I, a plate of pad thai got in front of me, I would throw that at someone. I wouldn't do that. I'd probably eat it like a Canadian and say thank you and say it was delicious and tip twenty percent. Oh sorry, gotta get some. What's up, everybody? <sighs> Delicious Red Bull. I can taste the bile. Look it up. So Tom Green performed at the famous Yuck Yucks <laughs> in Toronto, Ontario. Back in the early days when Jay and I were doing the show, we had a boss, Mark Millier. And when we'd get out a hand, which was very often, we'd get an email or a call from him saying, guys, this is a sports highlight show. It's not the ha-ha hut. <laughs> which there has to be a comedy club somewhere called the ha-ha hut. And if there isn't, then Mark should open one. Sorry, I just snorted. Ah, the ha-ha hut. Yuck, yucks. Classic comedy club. Low ceilings. In a basement. One of those places where you walk in and say, I may die here tonight. If there's a fire, we go. But that's what you need for a comedy club. You don't want high, massive ceilings. You want everything contained. You want people on the edge of their seat. Am I going to die or am I going to laugh? One of them is going to happen. And it's, uh, we were in a little booth. It's positioned in the way where you leave with back problems. Because you have to 
turn your entire body and then my arm fell asleep, the leg fell asleep. Every body part of mine at one point fell asleep. But it's a comedy club. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it was written into the comedy club rules. So if you are a massive Tom Green fan and he is coming to your town, you have to go. He walked through his entire career, how he ended up now back in Canada. He's living on a farm with his dog, Charlie. She's a good girl. Charlie, she's a good girl. (laughs) Says that quite often. It's a a stopgap. It's a, it's a, gets him some time to reorganize his thoughts. It's brilliant. The dog's on the stage the whole time. Eating, if you're in the front row, eating nachos. Charlie, big nacho fan. Uh, So he talks about doing stand-up shows across Ontario, North Bay, Petawawa, Hamilton, all the hot spots. Very self-depreciating. Is that the right word? Is that the right? Tim, is that right? Self-depreciating? Deprecating. Thank you. I knew I had it wrong. Me not good with the English. Very self-deprecating throughout the night. How he was talked about his cable show in Ottawa and Rogers. How it got picked up by NTV. He's in his late 20s. He's skyrocketing. And he's like, now I'm doing stand-up shows with a dog on the stage when I'm 51. Talked about his time on Celebrity uh, Big Brother. (laughs) He was waiting for everyone to show up and they came in. He's like, I don't know any of these people. (laughs) Which is, that's a nightmare for me. You're on a show and you're supposed to have a big reaction and you don't know anyone's name. So I just pull a card from my grandpa's folder. Hey, Jimmy. He knew no one's name. Everyone was Jimmy. Uh, Talked about his time on Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, And then he summed it up by uh, talking about Donald Trump. A few stories about him. And then he added that I should not have a personal relationship with the president. Uh, I humped a dead moose. And I'm like, fair point. Made by Tom Green. Talked about hosting SNL. Didn't know that happened. I said it was before Freddie Got Fingered came out. And he said if it happened after Freddie Freddie Got Fingered came out, he would not have been hosting. I have never watched that movie. Uh, Dunner, who was with us, said he watched it uh, before he went to the show. He said it is the most bizarre movie he's ever seen. And Dunner's seen some bizarre But talking about the self-deprecating, I think, and I was thinking the whole time, if I ever did stand-up, I would do the exact same thing. But I would do it much shorter. Tom performed for two freaking hours. Two hours. I've got five minutes in me, and four minutes of that is filler. Uh, 
Very enjoyable evening. Nice to get out of my bubble. Nice to see people I hadn't seen in a long time. And seeing strangers. I talked about this on the last podcast. I hadn't seen a stranger in six months. When you live in a small town, you see the same people over and over. It's like Groundhog Day in a good way. Tom did say something that stuck with me. So, uh, (laughs) a lot of crowd work. He asked people what their favorite, uh, uh, favorite freshwater fish was. Very Canadian moment. I think it was pickerel. Uh, Tom is 51. So he went around the room. He says, is anyone here under the age of 30? And like five people put up their hands. And this one uh, kid was 26 and he laid in the laid into him in a good natured way. It was very good natured ribbing. And he said, you young buck there. He didn't say that. That's a, that's a term he said, uh, he did not use. But he said, uh, you young whippersnapper, he didn't say that either. Anyway, he said, you 26-year-old there. You think, looking at me, that I would do anything to go back in time and be you at 26 right now? No. Then laid into him, you don't know any, you think you know everything. You don't know And one day, you will realize that when you're like 51 or maybe even sooner. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, You have life under your belt. You have experience. You have a life resume of all the you've done right, all the you've done wrong. And this was the, the kicker. When you get older, you don't have to worry about dying young. Very true. I remember as a kid, like I would be watching TV and I would get stuck in a thought process of, what if I die? Then I'm nothing. What? What? And then I'd have to like, get up off the floor from watching TV and go do something to get that out of my brain. But sometimes you're consumed by it as a child. Now, like, whatever. They had a good run. Not like I, I, hoping to not wake up. Just, eh, I lived life. Now, everything now from the 47 on, it's, uh, It's like an encore. I judge my life by caveman life expectancy, which was probably 35. So I'm an old caveman. (laughs) That's the other thing. I could never do stand up because I would laugh before I even put out a joke. And most of the jokes would not be funny. Uh, Let's be honest. All the jokes would not be funny. But I would laugh. Because I was going to say, that's what they call me around town, old caveman Dan. They don't. So all in all, I give us a, didn't know what to rate things here, but I had a craft dinner box. 
So I give it seven craft dinner boxes out of seven. The stand-up uh, performance by Tom Green. Who will be a guest on this podcast in the coming months? Not today, but one day. When we're much older, or at least older. We're older by the second, because you aren't getting younger. I wanted to rate something else for you, because here's where you come to, to find out what to watch. I started watching the Netflix uh, miniseries Breakpoint. Point Break, Point Break uh, is a completely different show. That's a movie. Patrick Swayze, is he in that, Tim? Point Break? Yes. Okay. I believe they're surfers and they wear masks. There's about 487 movies where I've seen about five minutes in five-minute increments. Point Break is one of those. I need to sit down and watch these ones. So the Netflix miniseries about uh, professional tennis, Breakpoint, first episode all about Nick Kyrgios. My takeaway from the first episode, I've only watched one, is that Nick's girlfriend is very heavily featured. And it's revealed very early on that they've known each other for two months. In fact, when he plays at the Aussie Open, she's like, I can't wait to see you play tennis. She had never seen him play tennis. So I say, bold move by Nick. And I looked it up. I'm like, I wonder if they're still together. They are. Look at that. Very happy for them. But bold, a very bold move to have a two-month relationship heavily featured on a show because you're like, Two to three months, that's where. That's where it's make or break time. You're either sicker of each other or you can't get enough of each other. Anyway, we saw burgeoning love. I was hoping to get a lot more behind the scenes stuff. I didn't leave there getting any new information about professional tennis players. So maybe as I dive deeper, I will get that. So... With all that, I give it four out of seven. Four craft dinner boxes out of seven. This craft dinner box is always behind us here, uh, or me. I'm on the only one here. Am I? Yes, confirmed. Uh, this was sent to us by the craft company who makes craft dinner. If you get this in the United States, it's just called KD. But they gave us special boxes with a little sleeve on it. And they sent us craft dinner uh, cufflinks. They were just little craft uh, dinner pieces. Here's what it says. Jay and Dan, you bulwarks of banter. You rogues of repartee. You sultans of sport. You may have left Canada, but Canada will never leave you. In honor of you always letting your fun out, enjoy this box of KD on us. Uh, this had an expiry date of 
January 15th, 2012. My kids are huge on the expiry dates. They throw out spices that I'm like, this doesn't expire. This craft dinner you can eat in 80 years and it'll be fine. Maybe I'm wrong. Anything that's on a store shelf and not refrigerated, I say you're good. Uh, we have a, a lot of viewer feedback to get to. I don't know what's going on, but people want to talk. And leaving voicemails as well. Remember, if you send us a, an email or a voicemail, you can win a CHL prize pack of your favorite, the CHL team of your choice, picked by Z Money. So we will have another winner today. Uh, let's dive into our voicemails, which um, I have not heard yet because I do not have access to our voicemail. I don't know who does, but uh, they get to preview them. I hope one day it's just a profanity-laden voicemail. But they probably won't let that uh, get to me. We've got a buffer system. They know uh, I'm very fragile. So thank you, Z Money and Tim, for weeding those out if they happen i don't even want to know if they happen let's uh let's hear the first voicemail hey there this is uh, joey from brandon manitoba longtime listener um i was very pleased to hear in the last podcast about uh, the brandon wheat kings fans getting their prize packs but they are not in brandon so that's uh that's pretty wild if you got any extras kicking around from those prize packs you uh you could just send it my way just you just just throwing it out there uh, question for you. It's a hot topic in my circle. We've been asking it uh, lately. If you're getting a burger and fries, are you eating the burger first, the fries first, or are you going back and forth? Love the show. Bye. What was that gentleman's name again? Steve? Let's play the start of it again. Um, I was very clear. This is uh, Joey from Branch, Manitoba, long-time listener. Um, that is how bad I am at meeting people. Ah, oh, Steve, it's Joey. <laughs> you had one letter right. You got the E. Joey, I apologize. This is a great question. And I have the answer for you. Have you just sat down to have your burger and fries? Or is this a takeout burger and fries? If it's a takeout burger and fries, you are reaching into that bag and grabbing fries because you can't see what's in there because you've got your eyes on the rope. Fries first, always. And depending on the length of the drive, you're finishing those fries before you get to your destination. And if it's a long drive, you're eating that burger while you're driving after you finish your fries. If you're seated at a restaurant, you always take a fry first too. I think if you have a bite of your burger before testing one of those crispy, steaming hot fries, then you are in the minority. I don't think that's ever happened on this earth. I don't think a plate of fries with a burger has ever arrived at a table and someone took a bite of the burger first. And then you're going back and forth. So Joey, 
I'm glad we answered that. And I think you'd be in full agreement with me on that. Uh, Z money. Same. You've never taken a bite of a burger before the fries. Correct. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think I probably have it like a sit down restaurant. You get a nice burger. You chomp into the burger right away. But those fries are right there while everyone's while everyone's getting their stuff organized to have their meal. You always slip a fry in. I don't know. I'm about the main attraction that I want that that burger okay. first. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh maybe I'm in the minority that I eat a fry first, but I know I'm not. Okay, what's uh what's our next voicemail? Uh, hey Dan. Z Money and of course producer Tim. It's Adam calling from Welland, Ontario. Just calling to wish you congratulations on your one-year boomsies. And uh, I've really enjoyed hearing about uh, the conversation on cookies and cream ice cream. And uh, I asked my wife this question. I'm going to ask you guys, too. Uh, Does Cookie Monster have an opinion on this? That was Adam. I believe that's what he said his name was. Cookie Monster would not like uh, cookies and cream because he likes chocolate chip cookies. I've never seen him eat anything else. So he would be all aboard the no to cookies and cream ice cream. Cookie Monster, chocolate chip, chocolate chip only. Hi. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Cookies! (laughs) That's our first ever drop. I did not expect that. Well done. Let me throw on my uh, my glasses here. I've gotten to the age where I got to carry these bad boys. I just ordered four more pairs off Amazon because I'm going to leave a pair in every room. Did that once before. Every pair is gone. My kids don't wear reading glasses. Where the f*** are they? If you have an answer to that, let me know. Hey, Toolsy. Episode 52 could have been 52 pickup episode as well because you were throwing down. I remember Crystal Pepsi and also Blue Pepsi, or as we called it, Wiper Fluid Pepsi. You know, someone hates you when you get lint chocolates at Christmas. Gross. As always, love the pod, Big Dog Rob. Yeah, we talked about uh, Lindor lint chocolates on the last pod, how they're disgusting. Big Dog Rob, always in agreement. That's a long one. That's a long one. These are long, long emails. I don't know if I have the the lasting power. Hey, Dan, Z Money, and Producer Tim. This is Kevin from Burlington, Ontario. I've driven through there. So Burlington is where the Skyway is. It always gets closed down when it's windy. Absolutely loving the podcast and all the content. Here's a better late than never story. I had over 20 family and friends at my home for Christmas, and I'd received a unique KFC-infused Yuletide log. Apparently, the good old colonel decided to put his 14 magic herbs and spices into a log. <laughs> log. We like fire. <laughs> we like fire. And when you're enjoying beverages, why not see this thing burn? Well, the boys and I thought, why not? We were talking about our teenage years when, uh, where we can knock out a 20-piece bucket and have the metabolism to burn it off. Now I get three pieces in and I'm done. 
The initial smell was great, then as the night carried on, it took a turn as the smell intensified. Even after putting it out, the damage was done. My couch, lazy boy clothes, essentially everything still has the underlying smell. So note to anyone that may want to try one, don't. Cookies and cream is a horrible ice cream option. Peanut butter chunks is great, but imagine if an evil ice cream scientist concocted a KFC-infused ice cream. You gone! Thanks for the last. Ron's still pulling for you, buddy. Kevin. In today's day and age, there has been a KFC ice cream. I almost guarantee it. Maybe Z-Money and producer Tim will verify that, but uh, they make stupid flavors of everything to drum up sales because people will buy it to say they tried it. Morning, Dan. Enjoying the pod. Hard to believe it's been a year now. Great company for morning walks. Maybe that's how I can enjoy mornings better. Get up and have a walk. But I've got my routine. Have a coffee and watch Seth Meyers. Hmm. I'll think about in the summer, maybe a walk. Just listened to last week's pod this morning. Had a laugh at the Crystal Pepsi mention. I remember from the early 90s. I as well didn't recall the taste, but I recalled it not being not that good. That's how he, what he wrote. Well, I went home to St. John's, Newfoundland with uh, my young family in a store. There it was, Crystal Pepsi in all its glory. So yeah, I picked it up. Yeah, not good. The Pepsi bottling plant at Newfoundland was one of the last or probably the last private independent Pepsi bottlers. So I guess the cans still make, they can make whatever the F they want. So fast forward four months later, I still don't remember the taste, but I remember it's not good. Maybe in another 30 years, I'll try it again. Mike from Stony Creek. P.S. I also think of Crystal Pepsi every time I hear that Van Halen right now song. Some commercials just never leave. P.P.S. Another jingle. Alarm Force. I remember when you read at the Boomsies phone number. Ha ha. Is this what you hear when reading it out? Correct. That's why I read our phone number in the way I do. 289-796-2001. That's the number, right? Yep. I didn't even look it up. I've burned it into my own brain by using the alarm force jingle. 289-796-2001. Hey, Toolsy and the gang. I was listening to the episode about the Santa Claus Parade in Orno, and it brought back memories from the parade we had in my small hometown of Terra, Ontario. Don't know where that is. In grade 8, I volunteered to help hand out tiny candy canes to kids who came to watch. You may think they had us dress up as elves. Nope. For reasons that remain unknown, we were clowns. (laughs) Awkward child clowns. Full creepy makeup, dumb wig, big colorful outfit, the whole nine yards. Clowns. At Christmas. Tell me why this makes sense. Anyway, if you're looking for a way to spruce up your parade this winter, dress up as a clown and give the gift of nightmares to local kids. (laughs) Sincerely, Christian in Selkirk, Manitoba, home of Chuck, an 11 meter statue of a catfish. All right. Yeah. Maybe if I get uh, asked to be the town crier again next year, I'm going full on clown. It's going to be clown town. Population me. 
Hey, Dan, hope your uh, New Year's off to a great start. Thought uh, I say hey and have a few things on my mind. I am reading these verbatim, so don't come at me. One, over the holidays, my five-year-old daughter was watching the new Crudes movie on Netflix, and within the first 10 minutes, the dad and daughter fist pump each other and say, Boomsies! Hmm, copyright infringement. My daughter was running around the house for the holidays saying, Boomsies! It was great and made me think of the podcast. Second, no mention of the World Juniors and Bedard unbelievable tournament breaking records all the way. Come on! One of Canada's great sport moments and nothing on the show from you was utterly surprised. You haven't mentioned it, LOL. He also had the best post-game interview shutting down the reporter as she was trying to ask him about him and he interrupted her and said, we aren't talking about me, it's about the team. Thought for sure you would mention this. I, uh, I didn't know it was televised. Uh, so it must have been on a channel I don't get. So I apologize. I did mention the World Juniors. I don't get that channel. Third, I may be one of the few, but I don't mind cookies and cream ice cream. And damn, the salted caramel lint chocolate that my wife got me for Christmas was gone super quick. Really enjoyed the podcast. Been listening since episode one and find myself laughing weekly. Keep up the great work, Dan. All the best. Darren from Airdrie, Alberta. Airdrie, it's just outside Calgary. And who's the famous country singer? Guys, can you find that out? There's a Canadian country singer. What's his name? He wears a cowboy hat. From Airdrie, Alberta. You're driving now and you're in Alberta and you're like, it's blank, you idiot. Hit some hits in the 90s. Paul Brandt. Yeah, baby, we got it. Paul Brandt from Airdrie, Alberta. And our last email of the week. Hello, Dan. Just caught up with Boomsies. Okay, odd. Autocorrect. Tried to correct Boomsies to Boomsies. That's Boomsies with a Z for the listeners. I think you need to get the Boomsies boys and getting Boomsies into the Webster's Dictionary. That way, autocorrect wouldn't want to change a non-word to another non-word. Anyways. The autocorrection correctly really sidetracked. The autocorrection correction really sidetracked me. I listened to you gagging at remembering the meat in the fridge, which literally gave me a flashback of going up to my buddy's log cabin in the Muskokas for a boys weekend at drinking and debauchery. We got into the cabin and instantly noticed a smell, a bad smell. We quickly determined that meat was left in the fridge over the winter and early spring. We drew cash, which is when you see who has the most cash on them. I'd lose that game. I always have cash. The person with the least amount of cash had to dispose of the meat. Perfect. I would never have to dispose of meat because I've got cash. Well, I hate carrying cash. Like, why carry cash? Debiting card is way better. Cash just makes your wallet fatter. Yeah, I want a fat stack. Remember George's wallet on Seinfeld? It exploded because of the receipts. I just hate a fat wallet as much as you hate cookies and cream ice cream. A fact that I 100% agree with. Anyways. So since I had zero cash on me, I had to get rid of the meat. It was so bad. The things growing on it had things growing on it. I projectile vomited on the already disgusting fridge. That's a tough one. I almost gagged there. Then proceeded to grab the package and toss it into the garbage bag. 
not tied and hurled oh, at the door. Oh, no. I should pre-read these. I consider the job being done because it was outside the house. Well, it started attracting animals. So we had to bury the bag in the Muskokan woods in a shallow grave. <laughs> I'm telling you, if anyone walking by must have thought it was a dead body. It was bad, real bad. So your story and your gagging reminded me of that. I was gagging alongside you. I think they call that sympathy gagging. Who they are, I don't know. Anyways, thanks for that, bud. Keep up the great pods. It's literally the only pod I listen to every episode. Seabass. Seabass. What a gem. Oh, I thought I was going to lose it there. Um, I had another email and it was um, a very, I didn't print on my printer. Let me just pull it up here. You guys uh, go about your business here while I uh, find this. It's a, it's a Google. It's on the Google and it's not there. So I got to go into uh, on my phone. And Tim sent this to me. KFC introduces new Kentucky fried chicken flavored ice cream. I knew it. Um, so that has happened. I was right again. Okay, I've got to go into um, deleted items. I think it'll be there. Mm, okay, here we go. I just read that one. Rotten meat. No. Okay, here we go. Dear Dan, my good friend Steve and I have listened faithfully to Boomsy since the early days. Being of your vintage, we appreciate your latest rant, joke, or self-depreciating story. Most of all, it's something we've shared many a thought or laugh about, whether over text or a couple of beers. Somehow our wives don't share in this simple pleasure. Just over a week ago, Steve died unexpectedly in his sleep at the age of 56 of a massive heart attack in Sudbury, where he's a Canadian tire dealer. It's a shock and sadness like no other for his wife of over 30 years, his three young adult daughters, and an immense community of family and friends who loved him. Steve was the best of the best, pure goodness. I write this neither as a tribute to Steve nor as some sort of this could happen to anyone lesson. Rather, I just wanted to let you know that your simple, honest, funny, genuine, and yes, at times kind of dumb podcast provided a great guy with a real boost every week. Steve was a man of big responsibilities and pressures who loved the simple things that just make life great. For him and me, Boomsies was such a thing. I will keep listening with both a smile and a tear. Jeff. Oh, boy. Oh, should have ended with rotten meat. Man, thank you very much for those kind words, Jeff. Condolences to Steve's family. Goes to prove a couple of things. Life is indeed short. And also, you have no idea how kind words can affect someone. That's why I always say at the end of the podcast, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. 
just be a nice human and you can affect people's lives more than you ever know. Okay. Let's get it together here. See, I pre-read the first paragraph of that. I'm like, I'll be able to get through this. I didn't pre-read the last paragraph. Okay. What have we learned? A lot of people on board the cookies and cream train with me. Even more on board the lint train. That is the biggest scam going on earth. Their pictures of their chocolatier with his ladle of chocolate. Garbage. And Tom Green. A great night out. If he comes to your town, highly recommend it. Aside from that, I think we're going to get the heck out of here. Hope you have a great week. What's that, Tim? Oh, the prize pack. Crap, I always forget. So we had, this is hands down the toughest decision of Z-Money's life because we had some great calls and some stellar emails. So Z-Money, I this is up to you, bud. Who's getting the CHL prize pack? I'm going to reach out to Jeff and uh, send him some CHL gear. Oh, great decision. I didn't want to influence it at all. And I think every single person who heard those voicemails and emails and say, uh, yeah, maybe even uh, Jeff sounds like such a great dude. He's going to probably reach out to Steve's family and say, did he have a favorite CHL team? Where did they say they were from again? Um, In Sudbury. So get the family that gear and then they've got something to, to remember dad about or the, remember something that will remind them of dad. And maybe Steve's wife will get on the boomsies train now. And if she does all aboard, it's a fun ride. And uh, we're glad you're here. And we're here for a reason that you probably need right now. And that is distraction. Just take your mind off everything. So hopefully we provide that to you each week and uh, we will be back next week as per usual. And I can't stress it enough. I already said it. I'm going to say it again. Be nice to people. Doesn't cost you a thing. And give someone a hug. You don't know who needs it. See you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan Tuzi. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network.